Dear listeners, Sai Ram, welcome to our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics. Every Thursday on Asia Stream, you can enjoy this live conversation. It's from 12.30 p.m. to 2.00 p.m. Indian Standard Time. The topic of today's episode is Satyam Shivam Sundaram. the life story of bhagwan sri satyasai baba and this was first featured as part of thursday live on february 13th 2014 welcome dear listeners to this week's afternoon satsang and as always this is prem from team radio sai being joined by arvind before we begin we offer our most humble pranams to bhagwan for giving us this opportunity to be on his radio be on air and speak about him it's indeed a wonderful beautiful blessing and to join me in this blessing i invite arvind sairam arvind sairam prem today happens to be the day when we are taking up another episode of satyam shyam sundaram and we have reached 1950 and today dear listeners will be the amazing story of the actual inauguration of the prashantiniliam mandir i am reminded of you know what swami spoke during the inauguration of the mandir he described what is prashantiniliam he said it will be the abode of supreme peace and this peace will bring great joy and he distinguished that joy from the other joys he said it will not be like the joys and sorrows that keep alternating in your life this is peace and joy that is based on something very deep and something that is permanent and he said that this marks the day when prashantiniliam this is just a symbolic edifice but prashantiniliam will establish itself all around the globe and having read about this declaration that swami had done in 1950 and realizing that radio sai is one of the instruments through which prashantiniliam is being established around the world i feel you know extremely privileged i feel that all of us you know who have been connected to radio sai and sai are so blessed so beautiful that swami has chosen us to be part of a beautiful mission where we can uplift ourselves where we are actually benefiting ourselves but getting credit for you know spreading positivity and joy in the world it's like a quote which i read long time ago in, in a book you know which says that don't bother about whose ears your words will find make sure the words you speak are you know filled with love and truth and don't ask yourself who's going to benefit out of my work make sure that you do your work perfectly and it will reach the person whom it has to benefit and that person will see the change which this work has to bring and you know that's exactly i mean you said that we are enjoying doing this sitting here i'm sure uh, more than thinking of who's listening to it or you know how people are enjoying it the idea of going back and reading these narratives of swami's life and to imagine that in even this morning when i was sitting in mandir i was thinking that this was the very mandir inauguration about which i was reading you know the feeling that we were sitting right there where 65 odd years ago swami stood and inaugurated that mandir and you know with all the fanfare which we are going to be describing now the very thought that this was what happened and we are reading about it and we are talking about it that gives us so much joy but we know that it is swami's duty to pick this these waves and give it to those people who really need them and swami is making a beautiful change in those people who are listening to all these things definitely prem you were saying that uh, we need not worry about who is listening 
I often have felt that uh, whenever you know we speak the first beneficiaries and first listeners are ourselves so in that sense it is a very uh, selfish thing that we are doing because the ears closest to our lips are our own and therefore we get to hear these stories again and again and so i love to do this get involved in narrating swami stories and as you said swami has this way of picking the topic picking the content that we have to speak here and i'm saying this because of course prem you know i am referring to one beautiful feedback mail that we received we shall take that up probably in another satsang because this is satyam shyamsundaram but dear listeners just on behalf of prem also i would like to say that you know whenever you send us your feedback mail whether it be criticism whether it be how you have been impacted how it has helped you when we read all this we read it with the feeling that it is swami sending because we see swami in all the listeners and whenever we receive constructive criticism we take it to our heart pray to swami and try to imbibe it into our satsang and whenever we see people writing to us telling that you know hearing this this story of swami this narrative of swami this discourse of swami made me feel so good it helped me in my life we feel so grateful to swami first and to swami in all of you we feel so grateful that you have made us feel that our life is so worthwhile is so wonderful because we are able to bring by swami's love and grace a smile or a tear of joy in your heart and coming to the wonderful stories which we have for this week as arvin said satyam shivam sundaram is what we're going to talk about and we are in that what was considered even then as a very important event in those early years it was the 1950 and after tremendous effort and after a lot of inputs in the form of you know resources in the form of the time of devotees and swami's own time the prashantinilam ashram was finally ready to be inaugurated and and when exactly you say ready it is not as if like you know a pristine building with fixed uh, demarcated bathroom a living room and it was not actually finished in that sense the building was up so much of plastering was yet to be done and still you know it was possibly about 70% finished and yet the construction of the prashantinilam mandir has been considered as one of the epochal and landmark events in the physical sojourn of the satyasai avatar in spite of you know you know in the later years swami has constructed the satyasai drinking water supply project uh, the two magnificent hospitals and you know the housing project so many huge projects and yet so much importance is given to this one mandir building because of i feel two reasons you know one reason is the spiritual reason one reason is the worldly reason the worldly reason is that puttaparthi was such a primitive village there was no roads as we have discussed there was no roads for these huge machinery and equipment to come here there was no way to transport materials then what about how would how do you get engineers and how do you get workers who actually do the work and it was not being built even in puttaparthi <laughs> at that time prashantinilam was at the foot of a hill in the outskirts of the village because that land we told about this in the previous satsang how sakama had procured that land outside the village and today when we see that what was the outskirts of the village has become the town <laughs> and what was the village then is being considered as the outskirts of the town today 
that is what swami's prashantinilyam has done and prashantinilyam was at the center of it if we look at the photos of prashantinilyam in those days there is absolutely nothing around prashantinilyam appears to be like an oasis in the desert because that is the spiritual reason that i was talking about it was indeed that it was going to become an oasis in the desert for so many spiritual seekers you know apart from the spiritual aspect of it we just think of it the economical way in the economic way or the the resources which swami had hmm. this is 1950 hmm. means 6 years back the greatest wealth swami had was a collar pin which was gifted by you know uh, the uh, commissioner uh, at hampi right uh-huh. i mean that was the greatest position which he had which means swami described how he had two pairs of clothes two knickers two shirts and just 10 years ago he had to drink water from a buffalo trough from there and now if you look at it you know you will look at the pictures of how swami came in a procession to the mandir and the mandir i'm sure the people who came then and saw the mandir the local people those who have seen swami grew up they would have been stunned by what swami had achieved in a matter of 5 6 years right and and it's just the same boy who was there in the backyard you know that boy has done this and who is coming the list of invitees for inauguration of the mandir it at least had three or four royalty in it right exactly <laughs> see prem what we should not forget is that like you said if somebody had seen swami in say 1943 1944 uh, what he had his greatest possession greatest in the sense in the world in the, the greatest possession right. was one gold collar pin and in 6 years time you visit him after 6 years you see that he is the king of an empire here almost you know because i say not a king an emperor because there are kings bowing down at his feet so while on one hand a person who has come after 6 years is bound to get shocked and stupefied at how this happened if we take a person who had lived along these 6 years forget living along those 6 years if we have any of our listener who has lived along these 6 years that we have you know had a satsang on for the past say 6 or 7 satsangs i'm sure we'll not be surprised because the way swami manifested his divinity it was but evident that this is something magnificently huge that is going to happen so that is a beautiful paradox you know a person who is coming after 1944 directly in 1950 is going to drop his jaw in awe at the same time a person who has stayed along from 1944 till 1950 say sakama for example she would not have got even the least shocked saying yeah this is bound to happen this is how it has been happening the last 6 years so when you know the lord nothing is a surprise and when you are not able to know the lord you are bound to get shocked and thrilled and call it a miracle and i feel that is why swami used to say what is ashcharyam for you what is surprising amazing and enthralling for you is sahajam for me it is natural and easy for me in fact there is that uh, conversation between madheeshwarama and pedubuttu you know one day when madheeshwarama comes and in whispers tells pedubuttu mad you know that swami is god hmm I mean the same mother who has had the opportunity to give birth to the Lord and live with him all through his childhood you know even she had her moments of revelations when and when she looked at Swami and said ah I mean my little boy has achieved this <laughs> <laughs> that was the beauty of Swami because you know he never removed himself completely away from them it's not that Swami allowed that or to surround him every time Swami was interacting with people Swami let them forget that who he was so that he could enjoy what he was otherwise but at the same time you know these things were happening by which they were reminded of who they were spending the time with you know the former warden and translator for bhagwan uh, shri b n narsimha murthy in one article in sai chandana 
ही राइट्स अबाउट अ सर्टन लक्ष्मया डोंट नो हिज फुल नेम दैट्स नॉट हिज रिटर्न बट ही रिकॉर्ड्स दैट लक्ष्मया वॉज क्लोज टू स्वामी एंड दे ऑफन टुक वॉक्स टुगेदर ऑन दीज डेजर्टेड हिल्स यू नो बिकॉज दिस वॉज द स्पॉट वेर प्रशांत एनलियम वॉज गोइंग टू बी बिल्ट एट दैट टाइम यू नो आई एम श्योर लक्ष्मया वुड नॉट हैव इमेजिन दैट such a building would be coming up in that wilderness but swami took him there and pointing out to the spot where prashantinya mandir is what swami said is you know stupendous this is like those few moments when the clouds part the veil of maya parts and light comes through swami said that the sai pravesh that is the advent of sai will transform this region into a prashanti pradesh a pradesh means a country prashanti is supreme peace a country of highest peace and here will rise a bhavanamu bhavanamu means a magnificent mansion where lakhs of people from all over india and the world too will come for sai darshan and you know when swami suddenly said this that time lakshmaya was shocked you know he was surprised and he said swami okay baba what is this you are saying then swami told him that you will believe it when you see it for yourself and pointing out to a spot where lakshmaya was standing you know it was just rock sand nothing just he said that at this very spot you will stand and you will be craning your neck to have a glimpse of me you know it was stunning for him because here was swami he could grab he had the whole of swami for himself and only for himself there were the only two people in that vast land with nobody around and yet he was saying that in a few years you will see for yourself you will be standing exactly here and you will be craning your neck to have a darshan of me and in fact in that very spot this magnificent edifice had come up prashantinilam mandir i mean that's exactly what i was saying you know even those who were with swami even they were filled with awe you know and they said yeah you're god but don't dream so big it's, <laughs> it's almost like that we mentioned this before when swami went to uh, the uh, family in machlipatnam i think mm mm-hmm. there on the sand swami actually drew the entire plot of the prashantinile mashram went on to say this is Correct. east prashanti this yes. is west prashanti i mean from swami's point of view you know the thing is already materialized swami knew exactly what is going to come but then there were these innumerable number of bottlenecks which were coming and you know everybody who was involved in the whole project would have got so frustrated and would have got so disillusioned by the whole thing you're not able to get labor you get the labor you're not able to get the money you know you get the money you have other technical problems of getting these girders you know we've spoken about all of them but all through swami knew that you know he would have had the image of the kulvant hall with the chandeliers already <laughs> exactly and the the gold plating over the devotees and, and thank goodness swami did not tell that about <laughs> tell Mahasamadhi. you know describe the kulvant hall to somebody like lakshmiya then <laughs> ah okay okay i was thinking about the mahasamadhi area because you know prem uh, one of my classmates who had the chance of being uh, in the position of helping swami assisting him he was recounting how during one um, shirdi baba drama that the school boys were putting up you know it came to that scene when uh, shirdi baba leaves his body for 3 days and then reenters the body after 3 days this was a scene being depicted and somehow even as this scene began swami moved into the interview room you know this boy he narrated this and he has shared this in a public gathering also so he was uh, saying that when they took swami inside swami said did you see what's going to happen so they did not know swami said shirdi baba is leaving he'll go and he'll come back after 3 days 
so this boy was taken aback because though they know the story this had not yet been portrayed and they did not know what the drama is going to happen and it was only by listening to the music that was filtering through into the interview room that they found out that there was a scene happening outside and then swami told him that when i leave like this i will not come back that's what he said and then swami pointing out to the area in front of the then ganesha idol you know in the mandir portico swami told him that that will be the place where i will rest and in fact that is the reason why everything was shifted to kulvanthal because that area had to be surcharged with his presence to make it ready to receive his mortal remains and if you see prem after 2008 onwards every program was held there because swami would always sit exactly in the place where currently the mahasamadhi has been built even the convocation drama which used to be an exception and used to be held in the purnachandra auditorium that also got shifted over to the kulvanthal and everything from convocation to programs to dramas everything was held in kulvanthal you know as you said even before the physical advent the lord has a master plan clear it almost reminds one of what krishna had told arjuna arjuna the kauravas have already been annihilated dharma has been reestablished it is just that you have to come in now and play your part so don't get into this illusion that you are doing the killing and it will means you know you are guilty of the sin so the master plan is perfectly in shape perfectly in place and that is why though we go through tension stress and worries and thinking what will happen the lord is never swami is always calm and you know prashantilya mandir was a project that took maximum time you know the indoor stadium was built in 120 days but prashantilya mandir had taken two and a half years and yet swami was calm even on the day of inauguration as we said you know it was only 70% complete yet swami was calm because the master plan is there and when the master plan is there what is there to worry even when we when you were saying about swami spending so much time outside there and swami giving so much importance to the building as such one thing which i uh, i recollect is one of my teachers was once explaining hmm. what we popularly call being in form you know when we uh, yeah. when we are students when you get that attention from swami there's a period of time when swami speaks to you and swami is inquiring about your family in our hostel parlance we say that you're in form you know Correct. in reference to in cricket when you say when you're when you're in the best patch of your career you say he's in form you know a very beautiful and interesting explanation one of the teachers gave for that period is he said see swami is purity swami is pure consciousness hmm. and that time is the time when this pure consciousness is focusing on you there are thousands over there but he's focusing all his you know energy and purity on you so if you choose to transform yourself that is the best period for you because you're kind of poured with a bountiful of spiritual energy mm. you know taking the same thing to the mandir as you said it was one of the projects which may, maybe took swami the longest when i joined in 99 2000 work was going on in the kulwant hall mm. you know till 2001 2002 so what started in 1950 There was work going on in this area which we call Prashantinilayam the Kulvanthal the yes. mandir for the entire period of the avatars sojourn on earth hmm. so that much of swami's energy is actually focused in this mandir in this building which we call 
you know when the people mandir was a form boy <laughs> really yes. you know that much of swami's energy and focus and consciousness and purity has been poured into this mandir you know we ask ourselves why do we have to come to prashanti nilayam why do we have to come to puttaparthi when swami is with us i think this is the answer because here is a small region in the entire earth it could be anywhere but in this country in this town in this small village in this small area which we call kulunthal peshandilim swami spent so much of his time so much of his energy looking into each aspect of the construction you know be it the roof be it the chandeliers be it the flooring be it the every decoration which has come on to the building later so much of swami's energy has gone into it and the way the the mandir the main structure itself was built it was completely built by devotees Professor Kasturi gives a description how Swami would give daily wages to the devotees who worked there. And I mean this is a building which is built through Swami's love and by people who had love for Swami. Is there a better place where you can sit and actually focus your mind on Swami and get it happen I mean make it happen easily? I think it, it, it just cannot be. Adding to what you are saying, we can just take an excerpt. It's not there as an audio but this has been recorded by devotees of what Swami spoke. when the prashantinilayam mandir was inaugurated he said i am naming the newly constructed mandir as prashantinilayam prashanti means supreme peace and nilayam means the abode without any bad thoughts this place will give you the mind of a newborn child and then swami said the human birth is acquired after numerous births as other species thoughts will cause and shape the next birth now imagine in that context your thoughts when it's shaping your next birth swami says when you come to prashantinilayam your mind becomes that of a newborn child which means it's equivalent to wiping out all your past karmas your past tendencies and it's a fresh life that begins it's a new life in fact in prashantinilayam just 2 days back i was playing shuttle badminton in the indoor stadium there's an uday kiran sir who teaches in the department cool. of uh, mathematics Okay, okay in the department of mathematics in the institute and i just asked him how did you happen to come to puttaparthi he says you know i came to puttaparthi on march 3rd i forget the year i said okay he said i came here and i don't know i realized that god is here nothing can be greater than this i decided to stay here and you know he said i celebrate my birthday every year on march 3rd because that is the day i got birth and prem this is not the first person i have met many people who celebrate as their birthdays the day they came face to face with the master this includes even bn narsimurthy sir and several others who celebrate the day when they came face to face with their master as their birthday and you know here is swami in the discourse validating that truth validating that faith that conviction he saying that when you come here you get the mind of a newborn child it's like a new birth you know he goes on to play with the name puttaparthi he says in telugu the word putta means birth and parthi means a negative or a change so swami says anybody who stays in prashantinilayam and practices meditation bhajan or any other spiritual practice will not have rebirth that is why the place is called puttaparthi this is not what somebody has said or somebody has experienced this is what is the avatar vani and this was declared way back in 1950 I don't think there should be any more doubts as to why we should come to Puttaparthi. I mean, it's so obvious. This analogy makes everything very clear. Why do you go to a spring to drink water because anywhere you dig deep water is available. Of course, but there is a thrill of getting that freshness, purest form of water from the spring 
that spring water which is unpolluted you know once it starts flowing it starts gathering all the vasana traits tendencies of everything that is on the thing on the surface so directly you get it from the spring prashantinilyam is that spring puttaparadi is that spring and that was what swami declared immediately after the inauguration of the mandir in 1950 i mean uh, just imagine if suppose we were fortunate enough to have a letter written to us by swami you know let's say swami sat down and wrote a letter to us mm. how much we would treasure that because that much swami's effort has gone into that and especially for you and i think this prashantinilyam is something which swami has given to all of us like that we have to remind ourselves that swami has put in so much of his time into it so much of his efforts into it in the worldly sense and so much of the efforts of people who love him swami has given this as a means of sadhana for so many people hmm. swami has made them build this place as their sadhana and they've all contributed you know we've spoken about the different people who contributed to the mandir and the later years the many people who came kutum rao and chiranjeev rao who still here all these people you know this place has been built on the sadhana which people have performed in a desire to please swami and could there be a more uh, sacred kshetra than this because this is completely built on swami's love and love people had for swami that's how kshetras come up that's how jerusalem has come that's how bodh gaya is there that's how the kaaba the uh, i mean the hajj pilgrimage all these have come in that manner because you know those vibrations exist i'm reminded of what one uh, brother who had the chance of staying with swami mm-hmm. he was narrating you know when he got this chance to stay with swami he said that swami would not ask for anything nor will he give any instruction you know swami will go about his day in the residence you are supposed to observe swami learn and realize that this is what has to be done this is what is not supposed to be done for example he was narrating that in 1999 swami did the lingodbhavam you know publicly right. he restarted that so this brother said that many years before that also he used to notice that you know swami had one 5 liter can mm-hmm. which would be filled with water he would notice that every time as shivratri comes within 3 4 hours that 5 liter can is empty and he would fill it and he observed one shivratri that almost in a single day three times swami has emptied it which means 15 liters and he has said that on one such shivratri occasion when he is tidying up swami's bathroom he finds one lingam so he gently lifts it cleans and leaves it back in the same place and he informed swami he said swami there was the lingam i cleaned everything and a lingam is there only swami says yes leave it so you know what is ascharyam for us is sahajam for swami we think that you know it's a spectacle but swami had been doing lingodbhavam it is just that out of his love for us from 1999 onwards he restarted it and started doing it in public again but that used to happen every time so he said that he has learnt everything like this observing so after that the minute shivratri comes he used to replace the 5 liter container with a 20 liter container of water because for the next one week swami needs water swami never told him get me more water swami would not even ask if the water is emptied swami would just you know live like that so if you happen not to notice swami will not drink water and don't know don't know what will happen but that is the uh, level of you know oneness and commitment and in tune you have to be with so he said that he observed you know that swami used to write swami used to write on pieces of paper and swami would not even waste 1 cm so many things he would write mm-hmm. 
generally wherever swami is going to sit dining table near swami's bedroom he started keeping notebooks and swami was happy with it though he never physically said that swami began to write in these notebooks so in one of the notebooks he said that once when swami shared it he saw what swami had written you know beautiful thoughts swami had written that every avatar that has come on earth leaves behind its vibrational image and that's what remains forever in time it can never get demolished you may say that you know the lord has no form you know for example this bottle of water in front of me is also lord right theoretically you are right but swami had written that when that supreme lord decides to take a form as rama as ajanubahu with a light blue complexion with a bow and with the arrows with his matted hair and now because the lord chose that form to come in in that vibratory form rama will stay forever anything that is and that is how rama ayodhya become holy they become kshetras the same thing for krishna too that is how mathura dwarka they become kshetras and swami had written the same too will be of satisai one satisai is there that's it forever and ever satisai is it is not like our physical bodies because that is the avatar's body so those vibrations as satyasai it is like you know before satyasai advent yes god was everywhere god is omnipresent after the physical sojourn of satyasai on earth there is the omnipresent lord but it is not in that sense it is in the sense of satyasai as such that form that name that glory things associated with it those will be special so you know it is these are direct validations and it is our good fortune that people around the world are now slowly sharing the different different treasures and secrets that swami had shared with all of them so it is so beautiful and once you hear all this see swami what he declared in his 50th birthday it becomes so aptly clear as to how one visit to puttaparthi surcharges your and recharges your spiritual batteries it's very interesting and i think it's quite providential we started off by saying that how radio sai is connecting people to prashantinilayam but we are going into a discussion by saying that forget connecting prashantinilayam nothing can actually bring the greatness and the beauty of prashantinilayam to your house if you really want to live it you have to come here and experience <laughs> it and carry the vibration back with you and i think that's the truth i think we maybe we were overstepping our uh, you know brief by saying that we are taking prashantinilayam to the world dear listeners that's absolutely not true because it's absolutely a different and divine feeling to be here you know i think uh, we are like those uh, uh, flyers and magazine ads that go around you know they can just invite you and build in you an urge i can never see a flyer about the taj mahal and say that i have experienced and seen taj mahal i have to travel to agra and see the taj mahal for myself because this is what one of my friends told me you know if you just go and google taj mahal you will get at least a million photographs it might be one of the most photographed monuments in the world today he said arvind you see all the photographs from all angles during all seasons with all lightings everything and yet he said arvind and yet when you first time stand in front of the taj even the hardest practical non romantic person will find his eyes moistening and his heart warming because the sight of the taj is like that feel that is the same thing here how much ever we may describe and dry our tongues in talking about swami's glory what you experience and feel when you come to swami's kshetra 
is something that you can only experience and then you can also go about and speak of a million words about it but that is what it will only be a flyer or an ad yes you know that's really uh, the taj mahal was quite an interesting analogy because I, even i had a cousin who came back after visiting the taj in pretty much the same thing he said it's a feeling to be there you know you stand in front of it you feel and i think that's that's exactly what happened with swami also because later years many of the devotees whom we interview now they are co- coming from you know uh, countries from around the world from europe who been brought up in families which were devoted to swami they've always read about swami seen pictures and images of swami but still when they come in front of swami it's completely a different feeling it's completely something which cannot be explained and i think it has to be like that you know there's how, no surprise how many <laughs> how many have come with ideas thinking that when i first meet swami this is what i last this is what i will seek this is what it is but all of them you know i've just become dumbfounded because when they see swami it is so different from what they had imagined it would be when they meet swami it is so marvelous and it is indeed an experience and that's the same with prashant nilam also dear listeners and that particular words of swami where he said that if you have no bad thoughts you can be in the state of a newborn child that's a very very subtle feeling it's not like when you come in to the prashantinilam you will find crackers going and you know some kind of spiritual extravaganza which will happen to you but it's a very very subtle feeling because you know a lot of people say this there is a very nice vibration in this temple and there's a very nice vibration in this house i found it very difficult to actually uh, sense any vibration like that i have never felt it like that but one thing which i have seen is there is a immediate calming of your mind you know there is an ease with which you can actually think of swami or think of your favorite deity and that is a very straightforward sign of that place being filled with good vibrations and i think that's a very subtle feeling in that everybody who comes to prashantinilam will be able to find to start with you will find the purest form of, of yourself you know when mm. you come because all of us have the good self and the bad self exactly. you find it very easy to be in the good self when you come to you know the swami's presence so i think i will we'll take a short break here prashantinilam is about to be inaugurated there's a 10 day festivity which is being planned to inaugurate this beautiful mandir to mark the inauguration yes right and because it's also happens to be swami's 25th birthday so that's one the of the jubilee the first landmark birthdays of swami and it's a landmark indeed but before we go to that let us listen to this beautiful song when we come back we'll talk about the inauguration of prashantinilam ಪಿತಾ 
hearing this song that was going on it again took back to what we read about this beautiful 25th birthday that is the silver jubilee birthday of bhagwan shri satyasai baba and the inauguration of the prashant nilayam mandir because on that day too there were so many concerts so many musical programs and you know the guest list was so impressive that anybody who would have seen the guest list would have simply been shocked that some villager that to not one of the prominent villages has constructed a mandir and he is able to draw such people you know for example in this magnificent book called love is my form which chronicles the first 25 years of swami's physical sojourn in this book there is a copy i don't know how the uh, person who has compiled this managed to lay his hands on but it's such a beautiful thing here is a copy of the invitation to the prashant nilayam inauguration it's completely in telugu and it's a two faced invitation on one side of the invitation is a small photograph of the prashant nilayam mandir okay on the other side the half is half constructed yeah the half constructed <laughs> one and on the other side is swami's picture under the photograph of the prashant nilayam building is the following text it says shri bhagwan satyasai prashanti nilayam that was a board also <laughs> that was placed there the festivities of the birthday celebrations of bhagwan shri satyasai and the inauguration of the shri bhagwan satyasai prashanti nilayam will be conducted on thursday the 23rd of november 1950 it happened to be a thursday kartika shuddha chaturdashi day of the year vikruti year the year was vikruti, right. vikruti according to the right. according to the 60 year cycle that the indian calendar follows on the full moon day 24/11/1950 there will be an akhanda bhajan from 7 am so it was morning to morning by devotees from bangalore 
From Krishna Paddemi on 25/11 1950 the Navaratri festival will be conducted in a grand manner and on Tuesday the 28th November there will be clothes distribution to the needy and the handicapped people <laughs> All devotees may participate in these festivities and obtain the grace of Bhagwan Yours Shri Bhagwan Satisai devotees this was the invitation and on the other side under swami's name was the guest list this is so impressive among the gents you know i am not going to name everybody there are 16 names in the gents and 14 in the ladies so 30 people and among them figure the inspector general of police ranjot singh from bangalore then there is the venkatagiri maharaja the king of venkatagiri the baroda maharaja then there is the uh, venkatagiri prince prince okay then <laughs> you know there are two three big industrialists of that time then the aras family arasu family from mysore, mysore that's another royal family so these are among the men among the women there is sakamma the rani of chincholi there is subamma there is namagiri amma there is saraswatamma then you know all sandur rani the queen of sandur so we are having royalty from at least 5 6 kingdoms coming for the inauguration apart from that we are having 3 4 industrialists we are having 3 4 big time philanthropists all of them attending and i felt it is such a beautiful gesture of humility by the lord of the universe to put the names of these people it was as if like swami says right that my hand has never stretched out to take it's only give and give and you know over the last few satsangs we have discussed how it was swami who was the leader who was encouraging who was the technical head who was also pro- helping to procure materials he was we can say the one man not one man one god army who built the prashantiniliam mandir everyone knows it that prashantiniliam would never have been possible if not for the direct presence of bhagwan sri satyasai baba and yet when it was constructed swami gave the credit entirely to others claiming no credit for himself whatsoever i really felt this was such a beautiful instance of divine humility i mean absolutely that's exactly what swami does all the time i think you know just take the prashanalim that the amount of effort which went into it and the amount of roadblocks which the project itself saw mm. more than anything else the divinity apart you needed somebody who, who could inspire you so much mm. and you know that's that's exactly what swami did and and as you said it was so beautiful of swami to put all these people's names in that and what was be- also beautiful was you know the predicament the parents of swami were put in mm. because here was swami and you know you have the royalty coming to attend his birthday party <laughs> <laughs> it all started at 6 o'clock in the morning when the procession was supposed to start at 6 in the morning so early in the morning a group of devotees go to the house of madheshwarama and pedavinkamaraju and they invite them to come and do the anointment ceremony of swami you know when you do that on the birthday and understandably they were so embarrassed <laughs> because they were not used to this kind of uh, being in the spotlight and getting this much attention from a uh, such a elite crowd not just elite of course there were very uh, very number of people there from the local people the local people were in huge numbers because they have never seen a gathering such as this a celebration such as this there are kings musicians businessmen oh right. who's who of south india right and the two brothers 
Raman Lakshmanan Raman and Lakshmanan they were there and there were three or four other and there were some uh, Nadaswaram parties which were supposed to be very very famous in in the whole of Andhra you know they were there they were playing for hours together sitting in one place you know all these kind of things the festivity the mood you know you can understand what it would have been like and this was the the scenario in which the parents were invited to do the anointment ceremony they were so embarrassed they were so pleased that you know swami had achieved this but at the same time the sudden uh, sudden uh, it was like a sudden gear shift because till the previous year you know swami would come home and uh, it would be a very private affair where the mother and father they anoint they anoint the son they anoint their son that is swami and suddenly this year they are shocked that there's a procession and the procession is not a normal procession it's fully you know decorated it's a happy procession there's some dancing there's some dancing going on a path has been created because you know this was in the outskirts of the village a path had been created the thorns had been cleared and a neat path had been made on which the parents would actually go to their son to anoint them and they were really overwhelmed and you know i feel this also you know swami for example at that point in time itself had achieved the status where his own gramammai and gramabai as who would call them the girl of the house and the boy of the house you know by the time kasturi's daughter's marriage itself swami was referring to them like that they would be actually prostrating they had recognized the divinity of their son and they were falling at his feet and here was swami in his humility taking his parents who were falling at his feet and raising them to the level of his head because they would anoint him and he would bow down his head and you know receive the anointment and i feel this is so uh, poignant because when later years in the discourse swami says matr devo bhava pitru devo bhava it makes so much meaning because though he was god he i mean he is god and he is the supreme even he bowed down to receive this blessings from his physical parents on the day of his birthday such and a beautiful moment coming back to the ceremony i think the only saving grace for the the parents who were feeling so shy and so uh, out of place in the ceremony was there were at least eight other couples who were doing the same puja for swami it was a tradition which stayed on for quite a few years and i think the last one was done quite recently i think in 2010 in, in 2000 um uh, yeah, 2009 2009 10 when swami permitted nine couples to do that i think that was the same ceremony there which was done and as you said i think uh, a new path was laid and i'm sure the parents also would have felt that swami is moving so far away now ha <laughs> you know because that was out, outside the town and uh, i think even ishwarama might have wondered is swami keeping up his weird word of saying that i will not leave puttaparthi <laughs> because he had actually left puttaparthi <laughs> right, in the outskirts but she didn't realize that swami was creating a new center for puttaparthi because now we say what is actually puttaparthi as the outskirts of puttaparthi but you know the town which is around the shivalayam which happens to be swami's birthplace but now for us prashantinilam is the center of puttaparthi right in fact prashantinilam today is almost like the center of the world for us because swami is the center of the hearts in the procession that started that day you know swami was taken in a bedecked chariot and there were important and major florists from bangalore and madras who had traveled all the way to puttaparthi with their huge load of flowers you know and puttaparthi in the past 5 decades had not seen those many flowers as it saw on the 23rd of november 1950 right in fact it it happens to be the 
the largest expense of the whole celebration flowers <laughs> the floral decoration i mean and and can you imagine the amount of money it was 2300 rupees oh okay <laughs> and uh, the expenses list which was accessed much later in that it was written and this was the biggest expense in that whole list and which uh, the devotees brought out of their love for swami right and and prem you know maybe we should give some perspective because 2300 rupees in 1950 exactly. when i think of my father in 1980s Okay. 1980s or 1970s. My father said that he was earning something like 110 to 120 rupees. Okay. So 120 <laughs> rupees in the 1970s. Now imagine in the 1950s, 2,300 rupees. It's yeah, exactly. Because you know, apart from these uh, things of the floral decoration and all that, Swami gave away so many things to those people who were involved in the construction. I think there is a account of one of them, the chief. I think the chief engineer Munusappa I think. Ah okay. Swami gifts him with a motorcycle. Gifts him a motorcycle right. and he gifts all the other workers with cycles. Cycles. Close to 20 cycles were distributed. See see that is that is so beautiful you know. He had no contract to give them because they have been paid their wages and their daily wages and whatever. It has been paid. But if you see that even when the indoor, you know that is something that was always with Swami even when the indoor stadium was being constructed Swami would often visit it was under construction only for 120 days and yet i remember on two occasions swami visited the indoor stadium and he himself personally supervised gifts given to all the workmen without e- exception this is something that we don't see you know in day to day life and this i feel is such a beautiful aspect the way swami expresses his gratitude all the people who worked in building the mandir got cycles and the chief engineer as you said got a motorcycle and that's the beauty you know we've uh, spoken to mr ramakrishna the head of the lnt larson and tubro larson in india and tubros who did most of the construction in the later years be it the uh, water project all the hospitals or the indoor stadium it's a documented fact that the work when taken up for swami happens in a very very cohesive manner and the efficiency of the workers in the lowest rung seems to be much much more than any other site anywhere else mm-hmm. and this he said in the capacity of the head of the construction group there you know this was also because of what you said swami would often visit that you know uh, the construction site and swami would not contain himself to speaking only to the heads of the engineering or the heads of the uh, architectural group So many times Swami would go and pick up some child from the in the workers group Swami would speak to some of the exactly. women Exactly Ima- imagine that impact Prem if Swami is walking and you see Swami is speaking to you know for every worker they have their supervisor and they have their foreman who is the head Right Now all those supervisors to whom they bow down to these supervisors bow down to their managers and those managers bow down to these executives and CEOs who are walking there so ceo is like some brahma or vishnu for them and here is swami to whom those ceos bow down to and that swami who puts his hand on the shoulder of the ceo and tells as the ceo is folding his hands immediately also walks to this worker puts his hand on his shoulder and asks him what he had for lunch did he have lunch is he being fed well what a moment it would have been because at that time both the worker and the ceo are standing beside each other both with the smile on their face and their hands folded that is the kind of leveling that the divine brings about and that is why from the bottom rung as you said till the top rung everybody gets enthusiastic 
to work for Swami. And it just reminds me of uh, what one of the uh, trainers who came doing the sports meet was telling us. You know, mm. there was this person. They have these army vacations and they have a few days they can spare. And many of them used to come and teach us marching during our uh, sports meet session. So there was this one person who had come, and I think it was the first time he was coming to Swami. So a friend had got him, and so he was teaching us how to march. And uh, it was one of those days when General Mehta had visited us. You know, he was at I think that time the in charge with Northern Command or something. General is a, a third highest post yeah, in the I army. I think there are four generals in the army. Correct. So he was one of them. Hmm. And the Northern Command was one of the most important ones, understandably. So he had come to see us marching. You know, for us he was a devotee of Swami. We've seen him so many times, and he comes for thrice sessions with us. We have sat next to him in the in the portico. So he had come to see us, and we were marching in front of him. And after that, he went up to this trainer and kind of uh, shook hands with him, and went. You know, after that, this man was in awe. This trainer who had come, mm. he said, "I don't know about Sai Baba, but when I go back to my you know uh, contingent, and I tell them I shook hands with the general, I'm going to be very very special." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, to, I'm sure he would have after that seen General Mehta bowing down in front of Swami, and I'm sure Swami would have spoken to the trainers as he always does during the sports meet. He speaks to everybody who has contributed in that event. It's the same feeling, you know, the one whom you look up to. He looks up to somebody, and that person cares for you. That as person, much as he cares for exactly. It's a very practical management tip which Swami left with all of us. That when you are able to penetrate your energy to the last person working in that whole chain, that's the best way to get your work. You know, Prem, you're talking the right way. You're talking about generals and soldiers and uh, human beings. There's this famous documented incident when Swami had visited the Horsley Hills. You know, I got the chance to visit it very recently. It's a beautiful hill station, just about 120 kilometers away from Puttaparthi. It's 3,000 uh, feet above sea level. Beautiful, cool. serene peaceful nobody ever visits there nobody ever visits there means it's not crowded it's very beautiful and swami had been there and the governor's bungalow in which swami had stayed still exists even to this day so when swami had visited horsley hills even to this day if you see horsley hills it's not quite developed it's quite costly to buy things there because all the things have to be transported almost 12 kilometers up the hill mm-hmm. from the foothills now a road has come into existence during those days there was no road and so every day you know to get water fetch water there was one buffalo that was put into service and it would carry the water from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill every day and the recorded story shows that when swami had to leave from horsley hills to return back he made it a point to go to the buffalo pat call the buffalo as his bangaru and express his gratitude for the service done in fact you know the, the talk of professor kasturi which we played uh, last week mm-hmm. i think in the last satyam satyam yeah yeah satyam mm-hmm. later in the same talk he says he was there you know he sneaked behind swami and he wanted to see where swami is going behind the bungalow and everybody is ready to leave aha uh-huh, okay ha huh? and he says so beautifully swami just went up to that buffalo patted it and he said velastanaya dunapota you know oh. somebody said velastanaya dunapota and patted it as you would you know tell your friend suppose you're leaving home uh, you've been stayed with your friend and you're leaving you just you just tell him no okay yeah, i'll i'll come back you know see you later <laughs> you know like that you know so you, beautiful you just now were saying that uh, you know the way swami treats general mehta as you said and this other soldier from the army who had come to train 
he treats both of them same and they feel so special i was just thinking you know when swami would leave uh, parthi to brindavan or brindavan to parthi one or two occasions i remember he would wave his hand and tell goodbye and possibly to a form boy you know we have spoken about form boys a form boy who is there he would have probably said velli vastan ra dunapota because swami's <laughs> dunapota was a word of endearment he would say hey you buffalo i'm going and coming you know so you see there also swami is a great leveler the way he talks to his student and the way he talks to the buffalo is the same it's equal and i'm sure the buffalo would have felt very special whatever the buffalo might have felt as we read that story today our heart really you know feel so overwhelmed at the humility and gratitude the one who is in control of the universe showed how much more grateful and humble should we be you know even before we move out of the buffalo story i'm just reminded of a story which someone told me quite some time back you know in vrindavan swami had that wonderful garden where he had deers and i think he had a few rabbits just opposite the bungalow in in bangalore right in bangalore okay hmm i think it was there for quite some time uh, till it was, they were all moved yeah now to, these deer have right, been shifted to, to prashantilyam yeah puttaparthi so it's there was one of these deers which happened to be the first deer to come to swami okay and you can understand that it was quite old uh, after a few years so one day when swami was in the bungalow i think he was in the first floor when suddenly this deer started shouting you know mm. it started calling out not shouting it just started calling out and immediately swami opened his door and started coming down okay and swami even as he was coming down swami started ordering the boys around swami said get a plate get some apples cut some apples and get mm. and swami was telling how to cut it cut it into these many pieces you know four pieces or three pieces whatever was the thing and swami was like in a hurry swami was rushing towards this cage where this deer was and swami came rushing to it by then the apples were ready they came to swami swami just picked up a few gave it to this deer and patted it and say yeah you can go and that was the last moment of the deer and i mean if you just think of it and be it a buffalo be it a deer be it you know the general in the army be it the sepoy in the army or be it any of us who actually don't matter anything you know we are talking about four or five royalty coming and visiting prashantinilyam for swami's 25th birthday you know what were we in that in that in comparison to that but we've all received that much from swami and that is the beauty of swami and you know that is what makes us warm to his love you know that is what even today if we can think of swami and feel that swami came for me this is my swami and this is this is the swami i am ready to live for i think this is what swami has done for each one of us and to innumerable people who we have not come to know of exactly i want to continue on your line of thought but before that when you were speaking of the deer i remember on one occasion this was narrated that swami came and to his left where these cages right. with all the deer and on the right the students so swami said these are the human deer this is the animal yeah, deer yeah exactly swami actually said those are the four legged deers these are the two legged deers, deers. <laughs> so sweet you know you were saying about how swami has done this to each one of us and from 1950 itself ever since prashantinilyam came all kinds of people you know have kept coming to swami and uh, there is you know no no difference from the prince to the pauper from powerful people to the apparently powerless people from the humblest of the humble to the you know grandest of the grand everybody all kinds of people have found their fulfillment in prashantinilyam you know this reminds me of one incident that happened you know when i was 
traveling by flight to one place okay at that time uh, there was this lady who was sitting in the next seat she had her two children who were bothering her a lot mm-hmm. and i saw that she was in some kind of a plight because she had been shifted twice you know the other passengers had complained to the air hostess ask whether they can be shifted because her two children were really naughty <laughs> and i thought of helping her out by playing and engaging her two children and she happened to speak and she was talking about her guru some guru in north india and she was saying about how she is focused about her life and spirituality is everything in her life and all that she was saying i asked her what is her greatest aspiration from her guru she said no 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 you will not understand it i said no no tell me at least try so she said you know i am searching for moksha i said oh yes liberation that's the ultimate oh she said so you know liberation i said um, by chance have you heard of bhagwan sri sati sai baba the minute i told that to her you know she went off into a negative she said yes sai baba is this sai baba is that sai baba things that will pain our heart mm-hmm. i just was hearing i did not say anything but you know i just felt that at that moment swami did not want me to stand and defend him as such in words but i thought i'll defend him in action and so therefore you know i took such good care of her children in the flight when the last 5 minutes of the flight when we were about to land in bombay she said you are such an amazing person you know what is this i said no no i am doing this because i too have a guru and my guru has taught me that he is present in everyone and therefore i see my guru in you i see my guru in your kids and therefore i am able to treat it like this and then i told my guru has said that whenever i am i do this he will reward me so you don't think that i have done a great service i am doing this because i know my guru will know he'll be happy with me and he'll reward me she said oh wow so you to believe only in your guru i said no no i believe in everybody i believe in jesus i believe in this and in fact you know i i sang out two three bhajans to her and i said you name the deity i can sing a bhajan because that is what swami does she said oh wow she said who is this guru then i said bhagwan sri sai baba she was oh my god i'm sorry i'm so sorry you know she was so profusely apologetic i said it's all right and she seemed bowled over by this you know apparent calm she didn't know that i was undergoing a storm inside <laughs> and it was with great restraint that i had appeared calm and peaceful and then she asked if sati sai baba is so magnificent why is it that we hear so much wrong and negative about him now what was i to answer this is where you know swami i feel kicks in from within without blinking my eyelids i just said why do you go to your guru and she said i go to my guru for moksha said, how many people come to your guru she said about 100 people why do they come to your guru all of us are there for moksha i said you know what you have got 100 people coming to your guru for moksha in prashantinilayam which is my guru's ashram on an average every day there are 5000 people every day minimum is 5000 on some days it goes to lakh and why do these people come to swami not all of them come for moksha some come for moksha some come for health problems being solved some come for wealth some come for sucker some come for peace some come for education some come for uh, treatment i said all kinds of stories are spoken about swami because all kinds of people come to swami you know that was not my sentence definitely not what i had thought of it just came out like that and she said yes makes sense and that is when i realized that the supreme lord when he takes avatar he doesn't put a block all kinds of people come to him everybody from the most positive to the most negative and when we have come so it is not up to us to judge people who are who i feel when we have come to swami 
it is up to us to ensure that we make the best possible use of swami that we have obtained and liberate ourselves that's in a sense a filter which swami puts as you said and uh, going back to that procession where swami was uh, you know being taken to the inauguration of the mandir there this was even described by professor kasturi in uh, loving god where he says what the dashara procession where swami plucks the flowers and throws and it becomes different trinkets for people who go, you know yes yes the flower get dollars you know and that, that was a scene which repeated again during this procession you know we spoke of flowers which were you know so much which was spent on flowers but then swami was not letting the flowers just fade away and go waste because he was converting them into something which was so memorable and something which i, I don't know how many generations would have cherished what swami gave that day because swami was randomly plucking these flowers which were on the palanquin and throwing it around and people were finding for themselves you know either a silver dollar with swami's name or different different things and you know an interesting thing which is noted uh, by professor kasturi and satyam sundaram is you know uh, he goes to the construction site of the pashandele mashram where he finds there is this chief engineer i have just uh, forgotten his name he is one of the people over there and he is describing about the times when swami would come and visit them when the construction is going on and he says you know it, it was be so special because there was this bush beside the building construction site mm-hmm. and swami would pick up apples and oranges from the same bush and he wow. would give it to all of us you know you would tell it with so much awe that he was a witness to that event so you know huh? from the same bush swami would pluck uh, oranges and apples and give it to all of us and then he said something which <laughs> kasturi was so surprised with because he said how i wished that he plucked a bottle of my favorite whiskey from that same bush there you go prem <laughs> i feel it's so apt here because you know just now recollecting that incident i was thinking about how all different kinds of people come to swami so here you see you know while there's one person who thinks that Swami is able to pluck out orange and apple from a bush then will he not be able to grant me the highest wisdom pluck it out and give it to me that is one person who is thinking and here is another person who is thinking if he can pluck out orange and apple why can't he pluck out my favorite brand of whiskey uh, again i forget that quote in telugu yantra matramu evaru talanchina anta matrame neeku where swami says how much ever is your capacity to hold that much alone will you be given that grace and that is why you know i was saying that we need to focus on our own efforts and ensure that we make best possible use of this grace let us expand this vessel of our heart so that we can carry his bountiful grace because all sorts of people come to swami but only a few benefit and it is us to ensure that we are among those few who benefit and i think it's a perfect time to play that small clip of uh, swami where swami himself explains this mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a wonderful and very very profound clip because swami says you know in that statement uh, when swami inaugurated the prashanthalayam if swami says that this place can give you the ultimate peace the reason why he's built it is for that you know mm-hmm. the reason why i've made this ashram is to give you the ultimate but if you are going to come here and seek pittance the pittance is what you will get and i think that is the natural filter which swami has put and the question why so many people come but why only few benefit benefit you know we should listen to this clip where swami is quoting a small incident from the previous avatar and explain this apparent paradox you know in in the avatar's ways mukalo ka samayam lo pala shirdi andu at one time in shirdi dwaraka mai ekka ashramaku mundu 
మెట్లపైన కూర్చొని బాబా కాపర్ నాణ్యములను చూస్తూ కూర్చున్నాడు బిఫోర్ దిస్ ద్వారకామాయి మంత్రపు ఇస్ ఎరెక్టెడ్ బాబా వాజ్ వాచింగ్ ద కాపర్ కాయిన్స్ ఎంత మంది భక్తులు వేచి ఉన్నారు మెనీ డివోటీస్ వర్ వెయిట్ కానీ ఎవర్ని గమనించలేదు బట్ నో హి డిడ్ అబ్జర్వ్ ఎనీబడి ఈ చేతికి ఈ చేతికి ఈ చేతికి ఈ కాయిన్స్ అంతా ఈ విధంగా మార్చుకుంటూ చూసుకుంటూ కూర్చున్నాడు హి ఇస్ షిఫ్టింగ్ ద కాయిన్స్ ఫ్రమ్ వన్ హ్యాండ్ టు అనదర్ అండ్ వాచింగ్ కానీ ఎంత సేపు చూసినప్పటికీ తాను కన్నెత్తి ఎవర్ని చూడలేదు దో దే వెయిటెడ్ ఫర్ లాంగ్ హి ఎవర్తో మాట్లాడలేదు నో వన్ టాక్డ్ ఇంత లోపల దామా వచ్చాడు దామా in the meantime dama alaga nirantaramu baba tho koodi unde atunte oka vyakti the one who is always atani peru dama his name is dama dama vachi baba enti inta mandi kaachukoni untunnaru meer edo aadukuntunnare idi enti deeni rahasyamu endukosam ee kaayam santha ee vidhanga chustunnaru ani parichistunnara ani prashninchadu dama came and questioned baba many are waiting for you what is it that you are playing shifting the coins from one hand to another are you examining them అప్పుడు చూచాడు బేటా చూడు ఒక్క కాయను కూడ నువ్వు సరిగా లేదు మై సన్ నాట్ ఈవెన్ వన్ కాయిన్ ఇస్ జెన్యువన్ ఒకవైపున అక్షరాలు పోయినాయి ఆన్ వన్ సైడ్ మరొక వైపున రూపం పోయింది కొన్ని ముక్కలు అయిపోయినాయి ఇందులో ప్రతి ఒక్కరి ఎందుకు ఈ కాయిన్ మాదిరి సొట్టబోయినటువంటివి ఏదో ఒక చేలనటువంటివి కనిపిస్తున్నారే కానీ ఒక్కరైనా నాకు అవసరమైన వారు కనిపించడం లేదు అన్నాడు సో మెనీ డివోటీస్ కమ్ హియర్ దేర్ లైక్ ద కాయిన్స్ ఆన్ హ్యాండ్ సమ్ ఆర్ డిస్ఫిగర్డ్ సమ్ హ్యావ్ లాస్ట్ ద లెటర్స్ సమ్ హ్యావ్ లాస్ట్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ దే ఆర్ నాట్ జెన్యువన్ సంబంధమైనటువంటి వాంచలు కోరుకోవడానికి వస్తున్నారు సమ్ కమ్ హియర్ ఫర్ వరల్డ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ కొంతమంది పాస్ కావాలని వస్తున్నారు సమ్ కమ్ హియర్ టు సెక్యూరిటీ పాస్ కావాలని వస్తున్నారు స్టూడెంట్స్ కమ్ హియర్ టు పాస్ కొంతమంది మ్యారేజ్స్ కావాలని వస్తున్నారు సమ్ కమ్ హియర్ టు గెట్ మ్యారీ కొంతమంది ఉద్యోగం కావాలని వస్తున్నారు సమ్ కమ్ హియర్ కొంతమంది ప్రమోషన్ కావాలని వస్తున్నారు సమ్ కమ్ ఫర్ ప్రమోషన్ ఈ విధంగానే ఒక్కొక్కరు ఒక్కొక్క కోరికతో వస్తున్నారు కానీ ఆత్మజ్ఞానం కావాలనేటువంటి కోరేటువంటి వాడు ఒక్కడైనా ఇందులో నాకు కనిపించలేదు మోస్ట్ ఆఫ్ ది పీపుల్ కమ్ హియర్ టు హావ్ देयर డిజైర్స్ ఫుల్ఫిల్డ్ but they don't come here seeking the knowledge of the spirit we under konu ee coins madri untunnaru indlo evaru naaku pani kostara ani nen chustunnanu annadu you are all like these coins i'm just examining which one of you are useful indlo okkaraina cheppina maata vineetunti vaaru kaadu not even one would obey me maaku swami kavalantaru you say we want swami swami aadhin entha varaku meer paatisthunnaru to what extent you follow swami's command paatinchalenatundi samayalo inka bhakti anetundi ekkada undi when you don't follow him how can you call yourself a devotee dhamana pilchadu dhama chudu aa maamini bokka then immediately he say pointing the mango tree he said dama watch that baaga pool anta kudunu kaakulu kanipinchukunda pool vichindi and that mango tree was full of flowers that you can't see when the leaves see how many pool untunnai ee kurchamlo see how many flowers are there in the tree katta kadapadiki enni kayalu kaastunnai how many fruits you get ultimately inka katta kadapadiki enni palamulu ayipothunnai how many become ripe fruits kaavatam ledhu no 
మంచుకు కొన్ని పువ్వులంతా రాలిపోతున్నాయి సమ్ ఫ్లవర్స్ డ్రాప్ డౌన్ గాలికి మరి కొన్ని పువ్వులు రాలిపోతున్నాయి ఆర్ ద విండ్ సమ్ పిండిలుగా పనిస్తున్నాయి సమ్ గోయింగ్ టు టెండర్ ఈ పిండిలన్నీ కూడా నువ్వు రాలిపోతున్నాయి సమ్ డ్రాప్ ఫాల్ ఆఫ్ కొన్ని కాయలుగా తయారవుతున్నాయి సమ్ గ్రోయింగ్ టు ఫ్రూట్ ఈ కాయలు కూడా నువ్వు పచ్చల కొరికి కింద రాలిపోతున్నాయి అండ్ దే ఆర్ ఈటెన్ అవే బై బర్డ్స్ మురతల కొరికి కింద రాలిపోతున్నాయి అండ్ సమ్ డాగ్స్ ఆల్సో పండేడి విన్ను ultimately we don't get right ee puvulanni ee kaayalu ayipothe inni kaayalnu avrucham moyagalada in fact if all the flowers are to grow into fruits can that bear the weight of that fruits adhe vidham gane okana oka samayalo vemana kuda nu prashninchukunnadu vemana also said at one time same question ayya raallanta devullaithe raajulanta mengara annadu if all the stones are the presiding deities don't you swallow them అదే విధంగా వచ్చిన వారందరూ భక్తులేగినైపోతే ప్రశాంతి నీళ్ళు స్థలమే ఉంటుండదు ఇంకా వెతుకుతూ వెతుకుతూ వస్తుండేటువంటి I am in search I have been searching that was that beautiful clip and you know the wonderful way with swami ended it not everybody who comes as a devotee but those who take a liking to my message those who take a liking to my command they alone can be my devotee i think nothing more to say than that the listeners very often we all find this this is a question which props in our mind you know uh, because you know i mean a lot of people come to swami based on somebody else's faith mm. you know there would have been a balvikas guru who inspired you there would have been an elder in your uh, neighborhood who inspired you mm. and when you find their faith shakes during their times of uh, trials or tribulations you find your faith shaking along with it mm. i think this is the thing which happens with a lot of people you know there are people who have come here seeing other students and when they find that they are not able to hold on to swami when their ideals and their heroes yeah. shake so they feel that oh ho mine is also shaking correct and i think that is exactly what swami is saying here base your love on me base your love on my words base your love on my commands and the sooner than later you move towards swami's message i think that is the easiest way to remain devotees till the very end until you see the completion of this journey exactly prem you know immediately after the mahasamadhi during most of my chances when i got to give talks people would ask me what is the central trust doing how is central trust how is prashantinilam ashram and my answer would be just this i would ask till now when you came to puttaparthi for what did you come for swami did you ask what is central trust doing did you ask how is ashram running did you ask any of these no you were focused on swami and swami was your focus right why should it change now it changes now only because if you are convinced that swami is no longer there and therefore we have to concentrate on other things if you have the firm conviction that the omnipresent sai is always here and not because of any other thing but because swami himself has said swami himself has written that the vibrations of sati sai is forever then even to this day you continue your visit as your pilgrimage you come imbibe swami don't bother about anything else because in the end only what is between you and swami matters other things how much ever important they may seem do not matter even a little bit the only thing that matters is our relationship with swami 
and we should spend every moment of our life every breath of our life every little iota of energy in our lives to strengthen this relationship and enjoy this beautiful love so that dear listeners brings us to the end of this week's afternoon satsang and we hope we have really kindled a little bit of desire in each one of you to come to prashantinilayam and you know make this an annual event because this is nothing short of living with swami because as we said swami has invested so much of himself in this place and and that mandir because it is magical even uh, recently we published an article of dr rajnish talwar where he says that he found an infinite ocean of bliss in his heart when he came and sat here and saw swami for the first time and i think that is the thing which swami is here to give for everybody it's only thing is we have to come here and ask for that if this is the abode of peace this is the repository of peace there is no point coming here and asking for something else <laughs> so with that dear listeners we'll conclude this segment of afternoon satsang by offering this little effort of ours at bhagwan's lotus feet we'll join you next week we'll continue the same satyam sham sundaram the inauguration of the prashantinilayam ashram thank you jai sainam Sairam you just heard an episode of a radio series afternoon satsang this is a discussion between radio sais prem and arvind on different spiritual topics and the topic of today's episode was satyam shivam sundaram the life story of bhagwan sri satya sai baba this was first featured as part of radio sais thursday live at 12:30 pm on february 13th 2014 We hope you enjoyed it. Your comments and suggestions are very important to us. Please mail them to listener at radiosci.org. Next week, same day, same time, will be the continuation of today's episode. Stay tuned. Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashant Nilayam.